In today's episode, we discuss Jill Stein's recount effort, squatting on the can, and some self-promo. This is Brunch Break with Gabby and Rebecca. Hello, Gabby. Oh, hey, Rebecca. How's it been going? Life has been very exhausting recently, but overall, life is pretty good. I mean, we made it to the holiday season of the year. We're now in that beautiful time period between Thanksgiving and Christmas where everything is possible and you can eat as many cookies as you want. Oh, that sounds so good. Now, now I wish I had a Hershey kiss before I, we decided to record because they're sitting right upstairs and I really want one now. Today, uh, throwback to Thanksgiving, I'm going to make some uh, pumpkin pie later. Ooh. And just to excite everyone who doesn't have pumpkin pie. We couldn't find in Germany the pre-made pie crust. So alternative is you crush up um, speculose uh, b- cookies and you make graham cracker crust with them. Oh, that sounds really good. It's going to be awesome. I'm very yeah. excited for this evening. Yeah, my mom makes homemade pie crust with a Pennsylvania Dutch recipe. That's good. Yes, it was very good. And I'm not really a pumpkin pie person and I thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's saying something. Yes. So we get right into it. I guess so. You you beat me to the chase there. <laughs> good, good. No. Yeah, speaking of chase, somehow even though the American like race for the presidency is over, it's not. Um I'm sure you saw in the show notes, but um Jill Stein is leading up the vote recount effort across like a whole bunch of states, uh, including Wisconsin. I believe, uh, Michigan and Pennsylvania. I know this is just kind of crazy, this election. And Jill Stein seems like a real dark horse to lead the camp, like the recount campaign. Especially considering everyone knows she won't win. This is explicitly so that Clinton could win the vote. Right. Because she's now well over 2 million ahead in the popular vote. Yeah. Which is, I didn't expect that, to be honest. Everyone was so outraged when Al Gore lost the popular vote, or won the popular vote, I'm sorry, and uh, lost the presidency. And now this has happened again in, like, a similar vein. And part of me is like, yeah, but I'm not outraged. I should be, but I'm not. Yeah, I feel like I should be outraged, too. And um, I think the difference with Al Gore and Hillary is that this is such a larger margin And it was just so close in so many states. And Trump is unstable. I would say that's probably the best word to use to describe him. Yes, yes, correct. So, yeah, I see why there's more outrage. But I feel like I've kind of accepted the fact. I think we touched base on this Mm -hmm. in the last episode. Yeah, no, I am. Um, I'm feeling similarly. Although I still get angry sometimes, especially like every new day is a new news cycle about I'm appointing this person who is completely unsuited for this job in my cabinet. And, you know, it's just this, like continual process of being outraged and then thinking like, well, there's nothing I can do about it now because like these aren't confirmable by the Senate. So it's not something I can write my congressman about anyhow. Right. I mean, I see people being nominated for positions and it's kind of like, um, okay. And I just saw, or I think I listened to it on Rachel Maddow the other day, 
that um, a lot of the people he's appointing are former Fox News correspondents. Yes, she did talk about that. Which is a bit okay. <laughs> yeah, I think the most concerned appointment that he has is uh, Jeff Sessions for Attorney General. Is that who he's running that for? I think you might be right. It's it's point being is he nominated him and this is like you know some southern racist who has nothing good to contribute. I'm sorry, listener, to like the running of our government. I'd rather he not be involved at all. Right. So, how do you think the recount will play itself out? Because we're starting to see that things like the deadline passed in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and so forth. And do you think it's really going to make a difference with anything? Or do you think it's just going to continue to show how divided the country really is? Yeah, I think I think all it's going to do is continue to divide like the populace in our country, because I think uh, I would have to check this, but I'm pretty sure that Michigan already had their recount and said, like, Trump still wins in this like context. And I imagine that's going to be the case in like a variety of other states anyhow. And all it does is remind people of like things were so close and yet we lost. Right. That's. Kind of how I feel. I feel like it's almost like a false hope. And Jill might have swindled some people out of money. Yeah. And especially like, um, I mean, false hope, though, is all over the place. I'm sure you've seen that petition online for um, make your electoral college representatives vote for Hillary, regardless of how their state voted. Because technically, this is our safeguard against voting someone into office that was voted by a mob. Right. This is... Alexander Hamilton's evil scheme to keep the populist vote out, and it's kind of backfired on everyone in every way. It's not really working. No, No, the populist vote has won because of your electoral college, Mr. Hamilton. Sir, reconsider your options when forming a new government next time. I think that is the fastest we've brought a founding father into an episode that didn't have anything to do with founding fathers. I'm really proud of it. I'm very <laughs> proud of it, too. Uh, so, yeah. Go on. Sorry. Oh, no. You, you go. You go. No, I know what you were going to say, and I want to hear it. I was going to say, <laughs> speaking of fathers, and then I don't know where I was going to go with it. Oh, I was so ready for you to say, speaking of founding fathers, what do you think about the death of Fidel Castro? <laughs> well, everyone dies eventually. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> The real question is, who lives and who dies and who ends up telling their story? Oh, man. Got to bring some <laughs> Hamilton, the, an American musical, into this. It's been so long. It, uh, it has been. But, but, yeah, he's gone. He's gone, but he, he it's just a period in Cuban history that's over. Yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, I kind of, I guess I haven't heard what he's been doing for a while. And I think of, like, uh, his brother in general, who's been in charge. Anyways, just how old he is. But I was reading some articles and how saying like how Fidel Castro is like thought of really positively by um, a lot of developing countries in Africa because he would go and support them regardless of like what kind of regime they had. Right. Like we want this power to be brought by the people. Communism. And um, yeah, I thought it was really interesting how like in our news cycle, everyone was like, oh, here are all the horrible things that he's done. And, you know, he's a terrible dictator. Hurrah, he's dead. We move on with our lives. Right. But then it's not really the case abroad. It kind of reminded me a lot of when uh, Margaret Thatcher passed away a few years ago. Yeah. How in the U.S. they were like, 
uh, iconic prime minister who did so much for the United Kingdom passes away. And then there was a, pa- a headline, I forget which paper it was in the UK, where the headline was just, Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Oh, oh man. <laughs> that is a rough thing. So that's the parallel I thought of. It's good. It's a good parallel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, also obviously, I wasn't like horrified he was dead, but it kind of was like, okay, so we are ending the Cold War period and entering like weird new Cold War. Yeah, whatever strange different war period. Right, and I think it's. The timing of this is all kind of interesting with the commercial flights. Yeah, yeah. That is really interesting. The universe, man. So much fate and destiny all coming together. So pretty much to sum up my opinion on the death of Fidel Castro, it's the universe, man. <laughs> I think they should make that into a t-shirt. <laughs> Just like his face looking up at the sky that says, the universe, man. I, I would, would wear that. Can we, I would create that. Can we do a whole line of dictator t-shirts? Yes. <laughs> I want one of um, Putin. Oh, man. I, I very much want one of Putin. I don't want one of Trump, but I think that yeah. should be part of the line. We really have to appeal to everyone here. <laughs> Ugh, I know, but I don't like to. Well, <laughs> it's all about equality. It's a new day in America. Okay. <laughs> so speaking of things we don't want to do with Trump, <laughs> let's talk about Mitt Romney. Let's talk about our favorite Mormon. <laughs> if that could be said about anyone. So I mean, I guess we can talk about Mitt Romney potentially being considered for Secretary of State, but I just like to talk about that picture of the two of them at dinner. Oh, I just want to analyze it. I mean. Just look at Mitt Romney's face. He's so unhappy. Look at Trump's face. I don't like to, but I am. Are they, are they drinking water? Oh, God, you're right. I hadn't even noticed. Oh, because Mitt Romney doesn't drink, right? Is it sparkling water, or is that just a really filthy glass? It might be the quality of the photo, to be honest. It could be. Also, um... Does Trump have soup? I see. <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out. I like how Mitt Romney has four scallops. And there are also four <laughs> in the middle of the table. Are they, question. are they an appetizer? For him. That's... Or are they like secondary? I don't know. I'm just so intrigued by this. Are those polka dots on Mitt's tie? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I'm, I've, I'm sorry. Let's, let's clarify here. Apparently, the three men, third man not pictured, <laughs> ordered. That's even pepper. worse. I know. Young garlic soup with thyme and sauteed frog legs, and diver scallops with caramelized cauliflower and caper raisin emulsion as appetizers. Oh, that sounds very good. It does actually. They spent eight hundred and eighty-eight dollars. They all had chocolate cake for dessert too. Oh, that's nice. I have a that question. <laughs> I have a question. How does one spend $888 at dinner without alcohol? (laughs) I didn't know it was possible, but apparently if you're in the Trump Hotel, anything is. I mean, I do see what I wanted to say. It's a bottle of champagne behind Trump, but it kind of looks like Pellegrino or Perrier. You know what might be? Is Mitt Romney even allowed to drink? I don't know. I'm going to Google this right now. 
Ooh, apparently Priebus and Trump had prime sirloin steak with citrus glazed carrots. Yum. That sounds delicious. It does. And Robney had lamb chops with mushroom bolognese sauce, which also sounds good. It does. Um, Mormons don't drink. Okay, that would be it. <laughs> they also don't drink coffee or tea. Oh, how sad. What a sad life. That's why he looks so sad in that picture. I like how all these photos, they don't actually have pictures of, um, like, Grant's previous, there's a photo <laughs> in the back, um, as well, later in the article, of them at the restaurant, and it only shows the back of Grant's previous. <laughs> but not his Oh, I see things. it. I see you can't it. Prove. That's, can't prove he was there. I think that's Perrier on the table in that picture. <laughs> How do you spend? I'm so curious as to how much you'd spend $888 on three men without alcohol. I guess it's a three Michelin star restaurant. Is but that the money you can still, get? That's like the most, right? It's a restaurant in Trump ta- in one of his hotels. Because I'm thinking, oh man, this sounds so good, but I don't want to go to a Trump hotel to eat. I refuse to spend my money there. I know. I'm just. On principle. This is ridiculous. Like, they could, they could have gone to TGI Fridays. They could have sent that money to the American, the American uh, public. They could have. They could that have. Could have been someone's school tuition. I mean, I did read that Trump loves McDonald's, specifically the fillet of fish. So they could have just gone to McDonald's. They have scallops, which are a yeah, seafood. I they wanted to be in touch with the people. I know. That's the way to do it. I don't think I've ever spent eight hundred and eighty-eight dollars at a dinner. I don't. I don't think I have either. I know usually when I go out to dinner with my mother, we spend half of our bill is alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I always have this debate when I go out with my dad where um, he's like, oh, we're, we're both like, are we ordering appetizers and main courses or just main courses? We always end up, end up ordering both. And I'm like, too much food, but still going to eat it. Ours is because I love, I feel like the appetizers are just better than the ma- anything else on the menu for the most part and sometimes if I'm not that hungry I'm like oh maybe I'll get just like an appetizer Yeah. so the question for us is do we want appetizer and a main course or do we want a main course and dessert I mean you know my feelings on dessert I mean I love dessert but those appetizers so usually I'll spring for like oh let's get an appetizer and my mom and I will share it and then my mom will be like oh tiramisu my favorite or creme brulee my favorite things in the world yeah. And then she's like, let's share it. So, okay. but still, I'm like, why did I eat all this food? Yeah, that's generally my sentiment every time I leave the house to eat. I'm like, you've made a mistake. <laughs> but also alone. I didn't realize that living alone, you will like cook like a large amount of food and you'll Tupperware half. But then, like, I've had this happen a couple times now where I'll make like a soup or I'll make um, ground turkey stir fry. And, um, you know, I'll make like 500 grams of turkey. And then somehow I'm sitting there and I'm like, but there's some left in the pan. I feel like I should eat it. And then I eat like all of the food and I'm like, I'm so tired. Like food coma. Oh my God. I feel like I've mastered the art of cooking enough food for one. Yeah. I never have anything left over when I cook for just myself. That's how I like to feel. I like to feel like satisfied, but also like powerful. Like I finished my food. It's a true. It's a true resume skill. It is. It is. So, after you eat food, <laughs> that was very well done. Good job. You gotta poop. You do. That's how it works. 
So, I thought I would talk about something I recently brought into my life. Mm-hmm. It was featured on Shark Tank a couple years ago. It's called the Squatty Potty. I hear that giggling. I mean, explain to me the situation. So, apparently, uh, modern Western toilets have damaged the proper way you're supposed to poop. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be in, like, a squat, and it's something that, like, of course, in, like, places like Africa, um, they still squat when they poop. And yeah. It's something like two-thirds of the world so either poops incorrectly or poops correctly. I, I can't remember the exact statistic. Um, but, yeah, it's basically a plastic stool you can store under your toilet. Mm-hmm. And when nature calls, you pull it out and you just kind of, like, put your feet on it. And it, like elevates your feet so you're in a bit more of a squat and interesting the poop just like slides right out (laughs) i mean that sounds nice it's not something i would think of getting for myself even though i know it would feel great but i like the idea of it it's fantastic i feel like since i purchased my squatty potty Mm -hmm. i haven't been constipated i have not had to struggle to poop this is a very tmi episode but it's fine they also say you can like actually (laughs) perch on the toilet (laughs) to squat oh how lovely (laughs) i mean i'm glad they've created things like this a lot but yes, this is a plug for the Squatty Potty, which we are not sponsored by, but that would be fantastic. Squatty Potty, call us. We'll happily do a real, yes. a real thing. Honestly, I think if you're stuck on Christmas gifts for anyone, this is the perfect gift. And I mean, just the look on their face when they open it is like, enough. Oh, you got, you got me a stool? No, it's a Squatty Potty. Oh, what does that what? do? It helps you squat when you take a shit. Pretty much. That's, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> it's fantastic. So, you would you ever try the squat poop method? I think I would, but I wouldn't buy it. But I would also feel really weird about using it at someone else's house. I don't know why. But, like, I do want to use it. So I'll probably, like, I'll find a way. My sister's boyfriend has one. And apparently he is, like, very proud of it and will show it off to everyone. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm so glad. There you go. That's that's something good about him. I think it's time to normalize squatting to poop. I think it's time to normalize discussions about pooping because it's fun. I mean, makes me feel liberated. I mean, I'm not super keen on them for the most part, as this this episode might be uh, misleading. But (laughs) sometimes there's a time and a place when you gotta talk about nature calling. There is, and it's like not like it's not something we don't all do. So, right for that purpose. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Transition. Woo. <Ooh. laughs> um. Yeah. Speaking. <clears throat> speaking of things that we all should do. <laughs> um, I was um, reading this great article about meditation the other day and I haven't been doing it Mm -hmm. for the past month maybe two months 
it's been really bad. I've been really bad with my yoga practice. I haven't been on game with my meditation. Girl. But yeah. And so I was like, okay, like, you know, on my favorite website, Mind Body Green. Such a classic. I know. And they had this great article about, um, you know, getting back on track with your meditation practice. And I was like, I totally need this in my life right now. Like, this is very important. And the thing is, like, they're not really good steps per se, but just reading them made me more motivated. Like, the first one says, get motivated. Reading an article about meditation clearly will motivate you. Clearly. Really? No, it it does. I mean, I feel like motivated then it was like don't find the time make the time and then create your space and I don't know I just like I did I found the article a couple days ago and I actually have meditated and done like a little bit of yoga every day since and it's made me feel so much better oh that sounds so nice yeah it's been it's been great and it's really good for like holiday season when you're around people sometimes family time can be like very stressful right so it's important to detox, spend some time with yourself. Yes. I don't think I've actually ever properly meditated. Really? No. I They taught us four different methods in um, teacher training. They taught us like the just normal like breathing in and out system. They taught us this weird like very energetic breathing. And I was like, no, <laughs> not this. And then you can do uh, the chanting in your head. And my favorite one, which is like really odd. I don't know why it works for me, but it does. Like it didn't at the beginning. Is um, when you breathe in, you think to yourself of saying the word like so and then hum as you exit. And just like like that, just like in your head, like focusing on that, like at least for me works real. Because if I just do normal breathing, I get distracted or I think about my day. Right. I know my yoga studio teaches um different styles of meditation mm-hmm. i know my manager my former manager used to say oh that's the time she just sits there and colors or like paints her nails and like oh. it's just about focusing on a single activity mm-hmm. and i had an instructor kind of describe it to me once as she likes to think of like leaves falling in a river and just concentrating on the picture of leaves oh. falling. And like, if a thought comes up that has nothing to do with the leaves, like let it go and just keep focusing on like the mental image. That's nice. Yes. Yeah. I'm really intrigued to go, but I just should. It's really, it's really nice. I think I have to do step number two. Don't find the time, make the time. <laughs> it's a very aggressive article, like having to do with meditation. Like, I felt like, not attacked, but I felt like, oh my god, like, okay, fine, I'll do it. I think Paris Geller wrote this. I'm pretty sure she did. <laughs> yeah. And what is nice about meditation, which I like, is, like, you don't have to, like, set a time for it. So my meditation sessions are, like, three and a half minutes. Because that's how long my favorite um, Shavasana song is on my, on my Spotify playlist. So I'm like, okay, I'll do my, like, five sun A's, five sun B's, and then I'll, like, sit and I'll do my three minutes of this final song, and then I'm good. Yes. Uh, do you want to self-promo the Spotify playlist, if it is public? I will, and I'll make it public before this goes up. It's called, um, it's called Morning Yoga, and I'll put um, Morgan, Morning Yoga Berlin as well to make it easier to find. Oh, that sounds so nice. It's really nice. It's a lot of the stuff that we used to listen to at Sweat and Soul. Oh, like, I like, love you know, that. Yeah, yeah. I went and stalked Erica. 
and Caitlin's playlist, and I was like, this one, this one, and this one. Yes. That's, like, the one thing I really don't like about Baptiste Yoga. I mean, there's several things I don't like about Baptiste Yoga, but one of them is, like, we walk into the studio, and, like, there's music playing, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, chill, but then, like, once class starts, the music is gone. There was no more music, and I preferred the reverse. Like, I like walking into, like, the yoga room with no music, just time to, like, really stay present and focus on myself. And then, like, I like soft, gentle, like, I'm I'm big Fleet Foxes, like, Bonnie Bear fan. And, like, whenever those songs come up in class, I'm just like, yes! But, um, yeah, I don't care for the silence in practice as much. I run into that problem here a lot as well, because no one really does a lot of this, like, kind of poppy, like, electro music that we were, like, originally taught on as well. Like, if they play music, it's all super spiritual. And I'm sort of like no beat to this song it's just some weird sounds like, <laughs> I, I think I might prefer that to silence at this point I mean yeah compared to silence that's true and but, yeah. yeah I feel like a lot of the breathing I hear mm-hmm. is they're like oh your breathing should be audible it's very I don't know if it's because I have voice training or whatnot but like it's very nasally oh. and it's very distracting to me I still have like concerns that I'm not breathing right like you know they're like okay like um do like ujjayi breathing and I'm like yeah I know how to do that and I'll be doing it but then like it's not as audible and I hear these people next to me doing quote-unquote the same breathing but their breathing like focuses in their nostrils and I'm thinking like I don't think that's right yeah it's not safe it's not it's not how you're you're not supposed to breathe like that through your nose even though your nose is for breathing but if you think of it as if yeah if you think of it it through speaking because you're really supposed to breathe through your diaphragm and your lower stomach like your belly area yeah so people get with it on the breathing it's the most important part of yoga practice i mean you can literally just go and sit and breathe like correctly the whole time and that is also yoga yes or another thing kind of on the breathing tangent mm-hmm. is om ah uh, like in london everything a lot of people i feel like they omed properly if that makes sense like yeah. it was a very o sound like a low deep sound from um mm-hmm. your diaphragm like an o making that real o sound with your mouth and dropping your jaw but i find a lot of people in south jersey go how like with this h and i was like where is this coming from what is this a little cringe you said cringing a little bit i i cringe every time uh six times a class (laughs) oh no yeah i think my only comment on om is um i hear the ending differently it doesn't really bother me but some people just kind of which i really like like the end of the space is like a silence so it'll be like om Mm-hmm. And then it's like that that last part of the sound is just that there is no sound. And I really like that. But I've heard some people do like, oh, ma. Yeah. And like, like up, kind of. Ooh. Like, you know, to each their own. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like I also, um, the resonating, like when the buzz on your mm-hmm. lips a bit, like I the, oh, like I could keep going from there. Yeah. But 
I don't know if it's because I have like a larger lung capacity for these types of things. I can keep going and everyone is starting like the next ho and I'm just like mm, and I'm just I yeah. feel like I awkwardly have to cut myself off and it's not the most comfortable or safest thing to do no I find that I do that too I'll like listen until one or two people have dropped out and then I also drop out so that I'm in the middle and that no one notices I think I'm just gonna start being that asshole who does whatever the hell they want that's how you should be. Yoga's about you. I mean, You're I usually am, like, within the mm -hmm. practice, but when it comes to the ohms, like, I think yeah, at I the am. end I might just start going, Shanti. Uh, <laughs> like, Shanti, Shanti. Yes. <laughs> just to, so everyone is like, who is this girl? It's fine. It's fine. I don't care for Baptiste yoga, as I've made it clear many times on this <laughs> podcast. It's all about the opinion, all about sharing how you feel. It is. But Yeah. Um, why don't you tell me what you've been reading? I have been continuing on my presidential reading challenge. Oh, my favorite promo, yes. Yes, I am on, which you can totally find on my Goodreads, which will be linked below on my social. Um, and I am on John Adams. And I was going to go for the uh, iconic, the David McCullough biography. Right, right. But I kind of wanted to spice it up a bit. And I am reading My Dearest Friend, Letters of Abigail and John Adams. Oh, that sounds so lovely. I love it so much. It's just so crazy to, like, read their letters. And once you get, like, a couple letters in, you just get so, like, sucked in. And you can really, like, see everything. And, like, you just feel like you're part of history. And it's really fantastic. I am a little... Cool more than or I'm about almost halfway through yeah I am in I have it right in front of me I have it open right now I'm mm -hmm. in 1778 all right but yeah oh this one is edited by Margaret A. Hogan and C. James Taylor with a forward by Joseph J. Ellis <laughs> Joseph J. Ellis I mean but, what, what a guy. But yeah, if you're following along in the challenge, I really, really am enjoying this. Oh, and it's some, that's good. It's something everyone should read. It sounds like it is. I'm adding it to my Goodreads to read right now. Yes, I just thought it would be like a really interesting way to um, learn more about John Adams. Like I, I'm still going yeah. to get to the David McCullough book at some point. But I just thought, oh, let me go directly to the source. Yeah, no, it's a good call, I think. Yes. And I, it's probably the book I've been the most excited about since American Psycho. <gasps> so, Such a, that's a bold statement. Right? I know. Such two different things, but not really. <laughs> no, not really at all. No, 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 like no. Yes. So what have you been reading here? So I'm reading a book called Zagreb Cowboy. Ooh. Um, a Marco Della Torre novel is written by Alan Matech, Matich, we'll figure that out. Sorry, sir. <laughs> um, but basically, it's um, a novel about the secret police and this one, like, slightly corrupt guy, but he's, like, actually a good person at heart. But um, Marco Della Torre. And it's sort of this whole novel about crime and international uh, money laundering, but it's set in Yugoslavia when everything's falling apart and, like, you know, Croatia and Bosnia and Serbia are all trying to make, like, a run to be, like, top state or top dog in the region so it's just really fun 
because it's you know like it's the same idea of a thriller they have all those different segments except there's not really an institution that can oversee everything the institution itself is falling apart and is like in chaos oh that sounds really cool it's really great i I like i've been enjoying myself i should add it to my goodreads do it there's i had a really great quote notated that they had i'm not sure um well it's fine but um it's just it's just very funny too like the way that they um like he's just very like dry you know and he'll say things like it's not as if serbia can do anything to me they don't know where i am because they don't check my italian passport because i have two nice and i'm like this is good okay but yeah yeah, so i'm enjoying that um i am still in my jefferson hamilton book i've been taking a little break because i wanted something quick to read because I read um, a short horror story last week. Ooh. But, and I have another book I read that I can't talk about because it is not um, available. It's not published yet. But that's what I've been reading. That's <laughs> so really exciting. Good. Yeah. I'll tell you about it once it's out. Oh, yes. But, um, yeah, I feel like with the, my thing with the presidential challenges, I think I'm going to do something where I do three books at a time yeah. and then take a break. Because I actually took a break in between the first book and the second book because I looked back and I think the last like three or four books I read before the George Washington one were all like, like there was the Andrew Jackson book, there was a James Madison book. Um, and I was just like, mm, I like want to keep reading and I really want to re- get to John Adams, but like I need a little break. So I read Dangerous yeah. Liaisons. <laughs> oh, yes, that sounds good. <laughs> Which was also another letter format book. But letter format books are really fun. They are. So, yeah. what's your chatter? <laughs> uh, my chatter is a self-promo, which um, I haven't done before. So you do you, me. girl. I am here for the, all here for the self-promo. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, I'm about to start teaching yoga for real very soon. Yay! Yep, so that's really exciting, and this is also just a promo for my blog, Positively Gabrielle, because I'm going to be posting um, reviews of the classes, the, um, the, the sequences that I'm going to be using, and I'm going to try to make it more interactive and having to do with yoga, yes. than just having to do with books and cooking, although those are two great topics as well. I mean, it's all about a well-rounded lifestyle. Exactly, and I feel like you were you also like this on your blog, where it's like, you have each different part, and each different part speaks to you in a different way, and it's right. just fun. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the self promo is that soon to be Grisha's yoga classes is in Berlin. Yay! So, yeah. when we get to the part we do, always do at the end, where where can we find you online? Make sure you seriously subscribe, follow, whatever, especially if you're in Berlin, because. I want to go to the CEO class and I can't. So please let me live vicariously through you. <laughs> You're too kind. What is your chatter? Today is Britney Spears' 35th birthday. And I just wanted to wish Godney a happy birthday. Because she is an icon. She is. She's, she's, a, she's a great woman. Yes. Do you have a favorite Britney Spears song? <sighs> Lucky is like pretty strong in my head right now. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, I really like the video as well. <laughs> oh, it's so iconic when she's yeah. sitting on top of the star. It really is. Like, blowing the glitter. I, but oops, I did it again. I mean, the throwing the ring in the ocean. 
probably one of my favorite Britney Spears moments ever. Did you know when I was in the second grade, you know the white outfit you wore in Oops, I Did It Again? I do. That was my Halloween costume. No, really? Yes, it was. That's incredible. I I'm so glad you shared that. Loved Britney Spears. She's, she's magnificent. She so is a queen. I agree. But, um, yeah, that's so exciting. Yay, Britney Spears. Happy, Happy birthday. I know. And if you think about 10 years ago, like, it's amazing how, like, she is back on top. She has her Vegas show. She has a new album. Mm -hmm. She has those two adorable kids. So, go She's Britney. Doing well. Yeah. If Britney can do it, we can all do it. That's right. She's inspiration for everyone. She is. So happy birthday, Britney Spears. Yay. I think that's our show. That is our show. So it would be awesome, listeners, if you could leave reviews on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you have any questions or suggestions, email us at brunchbreakpodcast at gmail.com. And where can we find you, Rebecca? Well, first I'd like to clearly add to that. We are sourcing for a Q&A very soon. So make sure you get them in by, I'd say by the end of the month. So you have a bit of time, but still, yeah. get them in, get them in. Um, but you can find me everywhere online at Rebecca S. Wolf. Good. And by everywhere, I mean Twitter, Instagram, WordPress. The works. Goodreads, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. My oh, Goodreads okay. will be linked below. Perfect. Yay. And where can we find you? You can find me at my blog, PositivelyGabriella.com. Um, on Instagram at Gricious and on Twitter at Modern Fledgling. Yes. What a good episode. This was a great episode. I really enjoyed talking to you this week, yeah. even though I saw you in person. You, yeah, we did. Yeah, listeners, we saw each other in person, and it was a marvelous meetup of American history nerd time and just, like, hanging out and chilling, and it was great. We went to Independence Hall. We like, just, just the outside. We did a brunch. It was so meta. It really was. We talked about French break at front. Yes. Well, it's like, been fun. <laughs> it came up. Yes. But it, I did say it was meta. So meta. Well, have a good one, everyone. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.